Section 13 of the Brown Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nolan Fout. The Brown Fairy Book by Andrew Lang, Pivy and Cabo. When birds were men and men were birds, Pivy and Cabo lived in an island far away called New Caledonia. Pivy was a cheery little bird that chirps at sunset. Cabo was an ugly black fowl that croaks in the darkness. One day, Pivy and Cabo thought that they would make slings and practice slinging, as the people of the island still do. So they went to a banyan tree and stripped the bark to make strings for their slings, and next they repaired to the river bank to find stones. Cabo stood on the bank of the river, and Pivy went into the water. The game was for Cabo to sling at Pivy, and for Pivy to dodge the stones if he could. For some time he dodged them cleverly, but at last a stone from Cabo's sling hit poor Pivy on the leg and broke it. Down went Pivy into the stream and floated along it till he floated into a big hollow bamboo, which a woman used for washing her sweet potatoes. "'What is in my bamboo?' said the woman, and she blew in at one end, and blew little Pivy out the other, like a pea from a pea-shooter. "'Oh!' cried the woman, "'what a state you are in! What have you been doing?' It was Cabo who broke my leg in the slinging game, said Pivy. Well, I am sorry for you, said the woman. Will you come with me and do what I tell you? I will, said Pivy, for the woman was very kind and pretty. She took Pivy into a shed where she kept her fruit and laid him on a bed of mats, making him as comfortable as she could and attended to his broken leg without cutting off the flesh around the bone, as these people usually do. You will be still, won't you, Pivy? she said. If you hear a little noise, you will pretend to be dead. It is the black ant, who will come and creep from your feet up to your head. Say nothing and keep quiet, won't you, Pivy? Certainly, kind lady, said Pivy. I will lie as still as can be. Next will come the big red ant. You know him? Yes, I know him, with his feet like the grasshoppers. He will walk over your body up to your head. Then you must shake all your body. Do you understand, Pivy? Yes, dear lady, I shall do just as you say. Very good, said the woman, going out and shutting the door. Pivy lay still under his covering. Then a tiny noise was heard, and the black ant began to march over Pivy, who lay quite still. Then came the big red ant, skipping along his body, and then Pivy shook himself all over. He jumped up quite well again. He ran to the river, and he looked into the water, and saw that he was changed from a bird into a fine young man. Oh, lady, he cried, look at me now. I am changed into a man and so handsome. Will you obey me again, said the woman? Always, whatever you command, I will do it, said Pivy politely. Then climb up that coconut tree with your legs only, not using your hands, said the woman. Now the natives can run up coconut trees like squirrels, some only using one hand. The girls can do that, but few can climb without using their hands at all. At the top of the tree you will find two coconuts. You must not throw them down, but carry them in your hands, and you must descend as you went up, using your legs only. I shall try, at least, said Pivy, and he went up, but it was very difficult, and down he came. Here are your coconuts, he said, presenting them to the woman. Now, Pivy, put them in the shed where you lay, and when the sun sets to cool himself in the sea and rise again not so hot in the dawn, you must go and take the nuts. All day Pivy played about in the river, as the natives do, throwing rocks and silver showers of water at each other. When the sun set, he went into the hut, but as he drew near, he heard sweet voices talking and laughing within. What is that? People chattering in the hut? Perhaps they have taken my coconuts, said Pivy to himself. 
in he went and found two pretty laughing teasing girls he hunted for his coconuts but none were there down he ran to the river oh lady my nuts have been stolen he cried come with me pivy and there will be nuts for you said the woman they went back to the hut where the girls were laughing and playing nuts for you said the woman here are two wives for you pivy take them to your house oh good lady said pivy how kind you are so they were married and very happy when in came cross old cabo is this pivy he said yes it is no it isn't it is not the same pivy but there is a kind of likeness tell me are you pivy oh yes said pivy i am very much better looking and there are my two wives are they not beautiful you're mocking me pivy your wives how where did you get them you with wives then pivy told cabo about the kind woman and all the wonderful things that had happened to him well well said cabo but i want to be handsome too and have pretty wives but how can we manage that said pivy oh we shall do all the same things over again playing as slinging and this time you shall break my leg pivy with all the pleasure in life said pivy who was always ready to oblige so they went slinging and pivy broke cabo's leg and cabo fell into the river and floated into the bamboo and the woman blew him out just as before then she picked up cabo and put him in the shed and told him what to do when the black ant came and what to do when the red ant came but he didn't when the black ant came he shook himself and behold he had a twisted leg and a hump back and was as black as the ant he ran to the woman look what a figure i am he said but she only told him to climb the tree as she told pivy but cabo climbed with both hands and feet and he threw down the nuts instead of carrying them down and he put them in the hut and when he went back for them there he found two horrid old black hags wrangling and scolding and scratching so back he went to pivy with his two beautiful wives and pivy was very sorry but what could he do nothing but sit and cry so one day cabo came and asked pivy to sail in his canoe to a place where he knew of a great big shellfish enough to feed on for a week pivy went and deep in the clear water they saw a monstrous shellfish like an oyster as big as a rock with the shell wide open we shall catch it and dry it and kipper it said pivy and give a dinner to all our friends i shall die for it and break it off the rock said cabo then you must come and help me to drag it up into the canoe there the shellfish lay and gaped but cabo though he dived in kept well out of the way of the beast up he came puffing and blowing oh pivy he cried i cannot move it jump in and try yourself pivy dived with his spear and the shellfish opened its shell wider yet and sucked and pivy disappeared into its mouth and the shell shut up with a snap cabo laughed like a fiend and then went home where is pivy asked the two pretty girls cabo pretended to cry and told how pivy had been swallowed but dry your tears my darling said cabo i will be your husband and my wives shall be your slaves everything is for the best in the best of all possible worlds no no cried the girls we love pivy we do not love anyone else we shall stay at home and weep for pivy wretched idiots cried cabo pivy was a scoundrel who broke my leg and knocked me into the river then a little cough was heard at the door, and Cabo trembled, for he knew it was the cough of Pivy. "'Ah, dear Pivy!' cried Cabo, rushing to the door. "'What joy! I was trying to console your dear wives!' Pivy said not one word. He waved his hand, and five and twenty of his friends came trooping down the hill. They cut up Cabo into little pieces. Pivy turned around, and there was the good woman from the river. "'Pivy,' she said, "'how did you get out of the living tomb into which Cabo sent you?' 
it was quite dry inside the shell and i worked away at the fish with my spear till he saw reason to open his shell and out i came then the good woman laughed and pivy and his two wives lived happily ever afterwards end of pivy and cabo recording by nolan fount